Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. confidence that I've never worn a t-shirt on this show since it's been on television but you know that's what happens when you stay up all night going through big sky football schedules <laughs> there's actually no direct correlation I spill on myself every day what's up everybody welcome in Nuanas now ESPN radio SWX Montana television thanks so much for spending some time with us I can't even really remember what days it is these days because we're all over the place but that's kind of how it goes summer in Montana We've been taking this show on the road a lot. We've been having shortened weeks quite frequently. But guess what? I got good news for you. Despite how tumultuous and uh, in a lot of ways uh, unsavory and and maybe even potentially detrimental so much of the conference realignment has been over recent days and weeks, and all of the chaos that currently exists in Division I college football. The good news is I'm stoked for football now. Our Big Sky Conference, all-conference teams, and media poll are due on Friday, so I put in some work on those. Also working on a couple scoops coming down the pipe. There are some transfers in the mix uh, to join teams from the Treasure State, so that's coming uh, up soon as well. But I spent last night doing what I do every year, which is going through the composite schedules for the entire Big Sky Conference in football and scoring it out. Who's going to beat who win? What are some of the coin flip games? What are some of the games of the week? How will it affect the conference title race? And that's how I then systematically make my predicted finishes for records, both in conference and non-conference. And then we put them down on paper, send them in. That's how we vote. I'll be sure to uh, let you know how we're going to vote. But I will say this, and I put this on Twitter last night. I didn't do a follow-up tweet of who I had after number one, but I am going to pick the Montana Grizzlies to win the Big Sky Conference this year. I think that they have uh, a lot of unbelievably talented returners coming back. I think there's a lot of momentum within the program. And I think if they hit on the right pieces uh, and they get a little lucky, I think that they're going to definitely, potentially at least, rise back up be in contention for their first official Big Sky Conference title since 2000 and their first Big Sky Conference title period since 2011. Of course, the 2011 title 
uh, with an asterisk by it, although I never seem to... I, I don't like removing championships that were won, no matter what the the allegations or um, indiscretions may have been. That's all to say, we're going to talk some Big Sky football. Speaking of scheduling, the Grizz released their kickoff times on the 4th of July. Now the Bobcats have theirs out. I didn't have time to put that in the show, so we'll go over that tomorrow. Maybe compare and contrast the Grizz and Bobcat football schedules. Schedules also released. This is the scheduling type of, time of year. This is the time when that stuff starts rolling out. And we have the Big State Conference basketball schedule out now. Which means we're going to start to see the overall schedules for the Montana and Montana State men's and women's teams. Because then once the, the conference part is solidified, then they just have to release the non-conference portion, we already have the Bobcat women, the Grizz men's schedules out. So we'll, uh, we'll go through all of those uh, in you know the next day or two or maybe into next week as well. We're going to attack some football, Grizz and otherwise off the top, just from going through uh, the composite schedule. I jotted down a couple of the pivotal games in the Big Sky Conference this year, and so there, there's some showdowns to look forward to. I'll kind of give you at least an inkling of who I think my front runners were going to be. Although I did pick Montana to win the league, I do think that there's at least six teams in the Big Sky Conference that will contend for playoff spots, and I think at least four that will be in the mix for conference titles. Who are they outside of the Grizzlies? We will also continue our conversation about all the realignment uh, in college football. If you are listening live on the radio or on television, thanks for doing it. But also we have a significant audience uh, for our podcast. And yesterday had a little glitch in the first part of the podcast recording. So some of the stuff we're going to go through, again, I just I think it's worth continuing to talk about because I think there's so many layers. I think we can talk about it in detail without running out of new details to share with you. I just think that this is such a revelatory and important story because it's not just about who's going to play who, when, and where. It's also just about the logistics, the business, the administration, the higher education parts of college athletics. All of those things are being put on display with this constant realignment. And I think there's some parallels there. And I've just been reading about this as much as possible because I just find it utterly captivating. So I think the conversation is going to continue to evolve. The more that we learn, the more that we discuss, the more we can share. So we'll do that today as well. We also have our Treasure State Stars, which we usually do on Tuesdays. We're going to do that today because uh, we didn't have a show on Tuesday. So we'll go through some of the best individual performances and storylines from around the state of Montana. Because it's the summer, I'm just having a great time catching up with our great friend, Carol. Everybody's, Missoula Broadcast Company is such a great place to work because it's just, uh, yeah, everybody just does their thing and uh, you get it done and, and that's it. But a lot of moving parts, and this is kind of the time of year when we're trying to see everybody. You know, nice weather, easy to go out and see clients for hours and hours at a time. So all that said, Carolyn's been out on the street, you know, hitting the pavement, trying to get everything sold, particularly doing some great work on the ESPN side of things for sales. So uh, I don't see her much. And so the, the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports segments have been getting a little bit longer because we've been, you know, just sort of shooting the breeze about life as it is, uh, as well as the hilarity of sports. So we'll, we'll have a two-part Chicken Doesn't Know Sports. And then uh, to get things wrapped up, we're going to get a hold of Jeff Safford, the voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, and that will conclude the show. The Paddleheads on the road one last time for this current road trip, and then they'll be back at home starting tomorrow. 
Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. Go get that ESPN Montana app in your life, I promise you. Great way to stream, listen, this show, live, archive, whatever. You can also always stream the show, 1029ESPN.com. What do we got for you today? We always got great prizes for you today. And this is just the standard, the standard Thursday prize. We're going to have a six-pack of beer and a sandwich from Warden's Market coming up in about 40 minutes. So stay tuned for that six-pack and a Sammy every Thursday during the 4 o'clock hour. You're on the waters now. We also have some Paddleheads tickets for you. So let's give one of the pairs away right now. 406-888-1029. The Glacier Range Riders in Missoula for the first time ever. is a brand-new Pioneer League team from up in the Flathead Valley. And they've played the Paddleheads now. I think six or seven times. I can't remember if it's a, a two, three-game series or a three- and a four-game series. But they're in the midst of uh, – they've played several times in recent weeks. But now the Range Riders will be in Missoula for the first time. So call us right now. we got a set of two tickets in Section 104-406-888-1029. First caller, we got tickets for you, 406-888-1029. If you do want to be a part of the show, call and or text that number anytime, and uh, all guests will join us. Via the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. I've been really trying to uh, get my enthusiasm for football going. Sometimes when things... If you listen to the show consistently, I think you know that uh, I'm sort of a, a romanticist. I like to romanticize things. And... Uh, there is a lot of romanticism that can occur or that can be attached to college football, but so much of that romanticism is being taken away. And Division One college football, especially FBS Power 5 college football, is becoming uh, so much uh, that that's not romantic. It's, it, it's, it's been a meat market. It's been an arms race. It's been a money, a money grab. But all of those things were put on full display during the pandemic. And now it's just like a lot of the things that that are affecting this world in a negative fashion. And I don't want to get into politics or even really economics, but wealth redistribution and the rich getting richer certainly is beneficial to one certain sector of, of the population. And it's very detrimental to a, a large other set of the population. And so the rich getting richer, I just, I ho- I'm just hoping and really trying to find all of the scenarios in which this is going to be a benefit to us here in the state of Montana, especially those of us here who love football in the state of Montana. I have lived here for most of my life. I've followed football here for most of my life. I love I love so much of the mystique that's attached to college football in Montana and the high school football as well. And I'm not disillusioned. I know that the Cats and the Grizz will never, ever in the, in the realm of possibilities be in the mix to win an FBS national title. I mean, I guess never say never. Maybe 150 years from now, if there's 10 million people living in Montana and Bozeman is a 3 million person city and they're just churning out five-star prospects, but still, I just don't see it. I, I don't see how that would possibly happen. I don't think we're ever going to have enough jobs to have that sort of growth. And so I've just been I've been dwelling on this, and I've been trying to find the positives, but also settling upon just the facts. And the facts are that this is a pay-to-play game now, and that the FBS is fully moving toward 
gutting the little guy completely out of the picture. I think that's the reality that's staring us straight in the face. You're going to have a division of between 35 and 50 teams, maybe two conferences, maybe three. But I, I think that it's probably going to be – you're probably going to have two 20-team conferences with two divisions in them and then another 8- to 15-person conference. That's all to say the here and the now, despite the perceived uh, diluted – field of competition in the FCS because of the continued departures of some of the best teams in the subdivision. All of that aside, the Big Sky Conference has found balance despite its unbalanced schedule, despite its unbelievable um, footprint, geographic footprint, eight time zones, or excuse me, eight states, three time zones. And I guess there's not a third time zone now that North Dakota is not in. So that's a stat that needs amending. I shall amend it for you right now. But regardless, you're talking about eight different states. That in itself was a fascinating analysis when you were talking about COVID protocols because what was being allowed for in-person contact in Portland compared to Moscow, Idaho, compared to Sacramento, California, compared to Flagstaff, Arizona, compared to Pocatello, Idaho, compared to Missoula, Montana, vastly different. Shows you how different the point places of origin of these big sky schools are. All of that said, though, the Big Sky Conference, since its expansion in 2012, has gone through many evolutions. The Unbalanced schedule has catered to an unbelievable amount of parity. We've seen every school in the Big Sky Conference, with the exception of Idaho, they've only been back in the subdivision. For, this will be their fourth season. And Idaho State and Northern Colorado. Those are the only three teams in the Big Sky Conference that have not made the FCS playoffs since the league expanded in 2012. There's also been... Pretty much every team in the league has either won and or shared the Big Sky Conference title, except for who? Those three teams I just named, and guess who else? Montana. How fascinating is that? But Portland State has had a share of a Big Sky title, so then Utah had a share of two. Cal Poly had a share of one. North Dakota won one. UC Davis shared a Big Sky title. Eastern Washington has half the Big Sky titles over the last 10 years. Montana State has three Big Sky titles since the league expanded. So there's been a lot of teams that have tasted success. I have always argued, though, that for better or worse, and I, I talked about this with Ed Lamb at Southern Utah, Demario Ward at Southern Utah, when Southern Utah or Cal Poly or Portland State is winning the Big Sky, the national perception of the league is that the league is down. It doesn't matter how good those teams are. It doesn't matter that Southern Utah had three guys on that 2015 championship team that got drafted. When those teams are atop the league, like, the, the, the team that's leading the Big Sky Conference each week in the national polls should be ranked in the top four in the country. Maybe the top three in the country. In the best years of the Big Sky, the number one team in the country. That's what Montana was for a really long time. When Southern Utah was at their best, they were like 15th, 20th. I mean, Southern Utah won the Big Sky Conference in 2015 and got sent on the road in the first round of the playoffs. That's how, much, that's how little respect the Big Sky has gotten. Well, now, with the reascension of the Montana schools, the continued solidification of Weber State as a real national power, Sacramento State's rise under Troy Taylor, the uh, additional improvements of UC Davis since Kevin Blue took over as athletic director and Dan Hawkins took over at uh, head coach. That means that there's a lot of teams in the league that are trying that are investing in football, that have brand name recognition, and that has been way better for the league. Now we're sitting here working on a three straight seasons. That's 2018, 2019, 2021. There was no Big Sky season in 2020. 
But those last three football seasons for the Big Sky, the league's gotten four teams in. They'd only gotten four teams in, I believe, twice in the history of the league before these last three seasons. But now they're three years in a row, four teams in. The last two years, four teams have gotten seats. That's where you want to be if you're the Big Sky. You want your top four teams to be in the top ten in the country. And it looks like that's where we're going to get to again this year, which is all to say then that's why I'm very excited about this upcoming Big Sky Conference football season. Go on us now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. Most of the time during the first hour uh, of Thursday's shows, we're going to be joined by Krista Redpath for Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops, a Where Are You Now series this summer. We do not have one this week. Coming out of the holiday, it was a little difficult to get things scheduled. But we'll be back at it next week. Thanks to Man Mortgage for their sponsorship of our first two uh, segments of this summer series. And upcoming next week, a young lady I'm very excited to have back on the show. She was awesome when she first committed to Montana State as a transfer from North Dakota. She came on the show, and uh, she was great. She was so wonderful to talk to, so engaging. And then uh, as she rose up to become the Big Sky Conference MVP at Montana State during one of the most special seasons in Bobcat history, before then an abrupt and disappointing and heartbreaking ending in which MSU did not get a chance to chase the conference tournament championship and instead did not get to go to the NCAA tournament because COVID-19 canceled the basically the duration of the postseason with MSU already in the Big Sky Championship game. But it's Fallon Frigi. She'll be our next guest on Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops. A former North Dakota uh, Gatorade Player of the Year who played at UND before transferring to Montana State and winning Big Sky Conference MVP as a senior. She'll be our guest next Thursday, so very much excited about that. And thanks so much to Man Mortgage for their continued support of Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops. The Grizz released their football kickoff times. I know the Bobcats released theirs today as well. I didn't get a chance to get that in the show, so we will go over the Bobcat uh, football times here uh, in just a minute, and we'll analyze the Bobcat stuff a little bit more. But here's where you're at. I, I know that this makes <laughs> this makes two guys that uh, you and I both know well. One, Bobby Houck, the head coach of the Montana Grizzlies, and two, Brooks Duanas, one of our uh, Big Sky Conference analysts and our photographer, our, our lead photographer at Skyline Sports, uh, as well as the director of creativity at Skyline Sports. Very happy. Uh, Bobby Houck doesn't like night games. Brooks Nuanas likes night games less. <laughs> so I think Brooks will be very happy to know that five of the six Montana home games are going to be kicked when Brooks would say football should be played. And that's either 1 o'clock or noon. Uh, so that's good news for traditionalist Grizz fans. The, uh, the one night game at home this year will happen when Gr- the Grizz host Cal Poly on November 5th. That one will kick at 6 p.m. But Montana's home opener against Northwestern State, September 3rd. South Dakota in Missoula on September 10th. Both kick at 1 p.m. The Grizz homecoming game, September 24th, kicks at 2 p.m. The Grizz return to a 1 p.m. kickoff time with Idaho in town uh, for their only home game of the month. And then on uh, November 5th, Cal Poly for the night game. And uh, Eastern Washington, November 12th, will also be at 1 p.m. The Grizz on the road at Indiana State will kick at 11 a.m. And at Sacramento State, a revenge game on October 22nd, that will kick at 9 p.m. So there's your kickoff times for the uh, the Grizzlies. And for the Bobcats, they'll kick against McNeese State, 6 p.m., Gold Rush. 
Saturday, uh, seriously, excuse me, the following Saturday, September 10th, they'll kick at 1 p.m. against Moorhead State. Their game against Oregon State is at 6 p.m. in Portland, downtown Portland for that one on September 17th. September 24th, they'll be headed to Cheney, Washington, 2 p.m. Montana time kickoff. They kick on ESPN National Television against UC Davis at 8.15 p.m. Montana State kicks at 2 p.m. against Idaho State on October 8th. Their time against Northern Colorado on October 15th is to be determined. Home game against Weber State October 22nd. If you're keeping track, those are a couple dates right there. October 22nd is going to be a big day in the Big Sky Conference. Hold that thought. Weber State, Montana State in Bozeman, 1 p.m. on October 22nd. The Cats kick against Northern Arizona November 5th in Flagstaff to be determined. At Cal Poly at night game, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and then high noon against Montana State. In Bozeman, against Montana, excuse me, Montana State versus Montana, November 19th, high noon uh, in Bozeman. So there's some scheduling notes for you for the Montana football teams. We'll get into some more scheduling stuff a little later on. There's the games, though, as I was going through the composite schedule, I got exactly to October 22nd, and then I started just dwelling on those teams and and doing some all-conference stuff before I had to turn it in last night. Fell asleep at my computer, actually. For those that know me, nothing new. <laughs> but the games that uh, stuck out, that really popped, that we're really excited to cover uh, on, at Skyline Sports and ESPN Radio. September 24th, that opening weekend of conference play, Montana State at Eastern Washington, and there's a little cherry on top because the Seattle Seahawks host the Atlanta Falcons the next day. So I uh, could get our first glimpse of Troy Anderson thinking about just making it a long weekend and going to do a little work over there at Quest Field. Uh, but that could be a fun double dip. But MSU at Eastern Washington in Cheney on the Reds, September 24th. That's the top game of the opening weekend. The following weekend, UC Davis is in Bozeman to play at Montana State. That game will have playoff implications. It will also be on national television. October 8th, Eastern Washington plays at Weaver State. That should be a really good game. Sac State at Eastern Washington, October 15th. That's the week before the Grizz come to town to play Sacramento. Weaver State at Montana State that same weekend, October 22nd. So we're going to learn a lot that first couple weeks of October. I think the Sac State-Eastern Washington game is going to be one that has severe playoff uh, implications. I think those two teams are the two teams that are the top contenders racing for that third or fourth playoff spot in Big Sky. I think the, the clear-cut conference contenders are Montana, Montana State, and Weber State. And I think Eastern Washington, Sac State, UC Davis will all be in the mix there. I think those are the six teams that are going to be the top contenders for the four playoff spots. So Sac State at Eastern, Montana at Sac State, Weber State at Montana State. That's a two-week stretch that's going to be quite revelatory. Montana at Weber State, October 29th. That's that's the one of the one of the top landmines for the Grizzlies. I, I do think the Grizzlies are they have the 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 makeup of at least a six-win team in the league, but I think they could get to seven or even eight. But it's going to take them winning games like on the road at Sac State or on the road at Weber State. Those are two tough trips. You know, betting man would say they're going to split those at best, and I, I tend to agree. I just don't know which one's going to be which. I'm not in the the, uh, mood to predict at this exact moment. But I do think those are going to be pivotal matchups. I think Sac State at Weber State November 5th is going to be a good one. So how about that for Sac State? They're at Eastern. They host Montana. And then they play at Weber State in the span of a month. Uh, Judgment Day. Prove it. You know, put up or shut up. They're 15-1 or Troy Taylor in the league. They are the team to beat. They are the two-time defending Big Sky champions. Last year, they had an easier schedule. 
They don't this year. So they have an opportunity to prove it and shut up a lot of people. I also think Montana State at Northern Arizona could be an interesting one. Northern Arizona has a really talented quarterback who was a freshman last year. They also have great skill players around him. So I think that uh, Montana State at NAU, NAU's the team that drew the, the quote-unquote easier schedule. Uh, they, they have a couple, they, they miss a couple of those top teams that I'm talking about. So they could get rolled a little bit, and if they did, well, you know, let's say they're sitting at four and two in Big Sky Conference play with Montana State coming to town on November fifth, five and one even, even three and three, they could be in the mix because they have primetime opponents coming in. So NAU, they're that one dark horse team that could be in the mix as well. And uh, then Eastern at Montana, November twelfth, and that precedes when Montana travels to Montana State for the annual rivalry game with the Grizzlies. I also think it's really cool though. I just named six teams, right? Two of them are rivals in Montana, Montana State. One of the other fiercest rivalries in the league is Sac State versus UC Davis. The Causeway Classic has been going on for 65-plus years. There's a lot of history there, a lot of tradition there, a lot of bad blood there. I think it's really cool that the Causeway Classic has national playoff ramifications now. I really think that's a good thing for the Big Sky Conference. So that's the uh, the fun... Um, extra rivalry game during that rivalry weekend, that November 19th weekend, that final weekend of the regular season. I wanted to ask Andrew about some of my, our stuff that we talked about last week, and I will, but we're going to stay on track here. So we're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll do some Treasure State Stars, and we'll also expand our conversation about Big Sky Conference football, Division One football on the national level, the realignment of the Power Five, and much more. All college football all the time here in the middle of July that's why I'm wearing a t-shirt. We're heating it up. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now. 1029 ESPN Missoula. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, we handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Montana added three players to its arsenal while Montana State got a midsummer in-state commitment from a top Treasure State prospect over the weekend. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. The Grizz football team added Power 5 transfers at kicker and linebacker, former Iowa linebacker Wyatt Wegener and former Cal and Princeton kicker Nico Ramos each announced on their personal Twitter accounts that they are part of the Montana football team. Wegener, who is listed at 6'2", 212 pounds and a redshirt freshman on Iowa's most recent football roster, comes to Montana with four years of eligibility 
ability to play four seasons with the Grizz. The Algona, Iowa product rushed for more than 1,400 yards and notched 708 receiving yards as a senior in high school in 2019. He walked on to Iowa where he spent two seasons redshirting in the fall of 2020 and not getting any action last fall. Ramos converted seven of his nine field goal attempts at Princeton in 2018. He did not record any statistics during the 2019, 2020, or 2021 seasons. He will be a senior this fall. Ramos and Wegner each announced their commitments to Montana on Twitter. Neither one has officially been announced by the Grizz football program. UM also earned a commitment for the class of 2023 in quarterback Keely Ayat, who is the son of former Grizz Hall of Fame quarterback Brian Ayat. Montana State earned its first class of 2023 commitment with the pledge of Talon Marsh of Helena Capital, one of the state's top pass rushers, notching 17 sacks last season as a junior. I just love that song. It's too good. We'll cap over it here on your Thursday. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for tuning in. ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the new ESPN Montana app. I spilled on my shirt. That's where I'm wearing my gym shirt. I'm self-conscious about it, you know? I don't know. I've worn a collar shirt pretty much every day of my life when I go to work. I wear shorts to work a lot, though. My brother is killing me for this all the time. Says grown men can't wear shorts to work, only pants. <laughs> I still haven't got the the why. Who's <laughs> looking at me like why? Why can't you wear shorts to work? It's ninety degrees outside. I don't know. I know none of you care though. I mean, it's a fresh shirt, anyways. I was just was looking at myself right before I got in the air. I had a actually, ironically, I'm wearing a red shirt. If you're listening on the radio, I had a red Ralph Lauren polo on, but I had I had some sort of grease stain right all over my right peck so i just you know i thought that was gonna look silly <laughs> on tv fashion news aside how about some treasure state stars the best of the best from around the big sky or for, around the treasure state excuse me it could be the big sky state some people call it the uh, big sky state i got big sky conference on my mind because i got a lot of stuff i want to ask andrew about the big sky conference but we gotta you know do what we do best keep on track usually treasure state stars during the five o'clock hour on tuesdays but catching up from tuesday after the long weekend long holiday uh treasure state star number one presented by parkside credit union of montana by the way parkside credit union a great place to get a loan because they love to say yes treasure state star number one is talon marsh he is a senior to be at helena capital and he gave his verbal commitment to the bobcats uh over the weekend so that's the first in-state domino to fall. Talon Marsh, a talented guy, a uh, first-team All-State selection a year ago. One of the state's leaders with 17 sacks. Uh, not sure what he's going to play at the college level, but I, I do think that uh, he's the type of guy you want to get out of. And a guy that maybe could play a couple different positions, just depending on, on where uh, he might land. He's six foot two, 235 pounds, 19 career sacks, 36 total tackles for loss. And his uh, 17 sacks last year uh, set a single-season record at Helena Capital. They've had some great uh, pass rushers as well. He was also undefeated as a state championship wrestler at the heavyweight division last year. 31-0, 23 pins overall, a two-time All-State wrestler. Uh, he's finished on the podium twice, including that state championship at the heavyweight division last year, so that's pretty impressive. Treasure State star number two, Keely Ayat. He's the son of former Grizz quarterback Brian Ayat. I caught up with Brian uh, two summers ago. I was at the Grizzly Quarterback Club scramble out there at Canyon River. Our great partners there at Canyon River. 
And uh, Ryan was saying that he had an up-and-coming son. And now Kinayat is about to enter his senior year. He's playing in Hawaii, just where his dad was from as well. And uh, he's committed to the Montana Grizzlies. So one commit each for the Bobcats and the Grizzlies. One an in-state guy who's going to Bozeman. Another a familiar name who's coming from the Big Island, but has ties to Montana. Treasure State start number three. It's two guys. How about Riggs Johnson and Joey Moore? The Montana State Amateur Golf uh, Tournament, the State Am, as it were, but begins later this month at Riverside Country Club. And there's uh, some primers coming up. There's uh, some tournaments. But July is a big tournament, tournament month for golf. Whether you're you know, a high, high level like that's going to play in the state amateur or uh, if you're just a hacker like me, but there's a lot of scrambles and tournaments. And I, you know, I get to play in the, the member guest tournament at the Missoula Country Club next weekend. And so... Um, it's certainly a great time of year, but the state Am is certainly the most competitive golf tournament of the summer. And these two guys, Riggs Johnson and Joey Moore are bona fide stars when it comes to the wide world of golf. I think these guys, well, first of all, individually, they're two of the most prominent players to come out of Montana. But the fact that they're both 22 years old and they've both played high level college golf already I mean, you're talking about a couple all Pac-12 type golfers here, uh, or I guess all conference type golfers. Joey Moore's at San Diego State, but that's no slouch when it comes to uh, college golf. And Rich Johnson, of course, is at Arizona State, and he was a third-team All-American last year. So Johnson, who hails from uh, Libby, and Moore, who hails from Billings, these two guys. I'm not going to say that it's so hard to make the pro tour. That's one of the the objectively good things about the live tours you're going to just have more professional opportunities for men men golfers uh, to play at a high high level for high high money these two guys are are right there as potentially having that sort of talent these two guys are are top level and so then to have those two guys battling it out i hope it comes down to them at riverside country club in bozeman but uh, either way having them in the field uh, is going to be very fun. So I just thought I'd highlight those guys as there's a lot of golf uh, coming up. The State Am, by the way, is uh, a little bit more than two weeks away, July 26th through the 28th at Riverside Country Club in Bozeman. Trevor State star number four is Nick Merkel of the Missoula Paddleheads. He's one of their top pitchers. He moved to 5-0 and earlier this week with his fifth straight win to open the season. And the Missoula Paddleheads, they have now won 13 of 14. Uh... Heading into tonight's contest, Jeff Safford, the voice of the Missoula Paddleheads. He'll join us in a little more than an hour, so look forward to that and look forward to catching up with all of the things that are going so well for Missoula's independent minor league baseball team right now. And Treasure State start number five, it's Garrett Coey and Kenzie May. They were respectively the boys and girls Montana Gatorade track and field athletes of the year. Garrett Coey was a state champion out of Glacier High School in the high jump and the long jump. He also scored points in the triple jump and the hurdles races. And Kenzie May, she's the Montana Gatorade runner of the year for the third time, twice in cross country, and then gets a track and field one as well. She was a dynamo in the mile and the two mile this last year on the track. And, uh, Deservedly so, she's headed to the ACC to run at Syracuse. So there you go, that's your Treasure State Stars for the week. 
I want to have a little bit of time to breathe with this upcoming Big Shake Hours football discussion, so we will give it some time to myself, Coulter Nuanas, Andrew Houghton, our producer, on college football at large, but also the Big Shake Conference. More college football talk here. Nuanas, right here, ESPN Radio. Now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. Thanks for kicking it with us. It's Coulter Duanas coming to you through the Northwest Motorsport Studio, Northwest Motorsport. New to Missoula, new to Montana. You can also check out, though, the extensive largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. They got rigs all over the place, and they can get one to you no matter where it's at. Go check out their inventory, nwmsrocks.com. A continuation of our college football discussion which either you're going to love it or hate it, but is going to dominate the airwaves. <laughs> well, let's just say this. We're going to be talking about mostly college football for the next six months. <laughs> so that's just kind of how it goes. At the rate that it's evolving, though, we're going to be talking about this forever because it's just completely uh, on its ear. The chaos is unbelievable. But before that, I just wanted to mention this. The Big Sky State Games gets kicked off uh, this upcoming weekend. And in my mind, one of the coolest opening ceremonies of any sporting event in Montana is the way that the state games kicks off the event. The state games is open. It's it's a a competition of all sorts of athletic pursuits. It's almost like the Olympics for amateur athletes in Montana, right? They have all sorts of stuff, track and field and swimming and, you know, lumberjacking and all sorts of cool stuff, right? But it gets kicked off with the Montana mile, which is just a, a men's race and a women's race of some of the top distance runners currently running at a variety of different levels. So you have people that are in high school, you have people that are in college, and you have athletes that are uh, after college, some of them pros, some of them just continuing to run as a lifetime sport. But it just makes for such an interesting field. So quickly, here's your Montana mile. Actually, you know what? We're going to do this in the second hour, but there's a, a bunch of really fun entries into this. I think, I think it's such a cool event that brings, first of all, it kicks off an outstanding weekend of competition that involves so many great Montanans and so much of what's great about Montana, but it's also super cool that uh, they get it kicked off with this awesome event where you have, you know, like Sage Brooks, who's coming, uh, who's uh, been at Syracuse, who's a Missoula Hellgate graduate. She's going to be running the same races. Haley Burns, who's the top high school runner in the state this last year in the distances, and Odessa Zentz, who's a, a recent high school graduate, and you know current college athletes like Sydney Little Light. I mean, I just think it's so cool. You know, men's side, you have such great athletes highlighted by Duncan Hamilton. What do you know, Duncan Hamilton? We talk about him all the time around here. He's not just in the U.S. Olympic trials. He's not just at the United States Track and Field Outdoor Championships, both collegiately and professionally. He also is the all-time record holder. In the Montana Mile, he's only done it three times. And he already has the record, so we'll, we'll keep keep talking about that throughout uh, the rest of the uh, next couple weeks. Next Friday is when the Big Sky State Games get kicked off with that Montana Mile. Andrew's been on vacation. We haven't even let him crack the mic yet uh, since he got back. But it's good having you back, man. And uh, I hope you enjoyed yourself. We'll probably get some stories sometime next week. We're not trying to crush all this stuff in. But I wanted to ask you about a couple different things. But namely. Uh, just about Big Sky Conference football, because um, I think there's a lot of contenders this year, as there always is in a league this size. 
So before I ask you the primary question for this discussion, I just have a, a secondary question for you. Twofold. One, what do you think of my thought that Montana is going to win the conference? Or I guess my prediction that Montana will win the conference. And two, is there any other contenders that I may be missing outside of Montana, Montana State, Eastern Washington, Weber State, Sac State, UC Davis, and Northern Arizona? Uh, going in order, and let's see if I remember how to do this, because like you said, I haven't been on the mic in a week or two. <laughs> I don't think I'm there yet with Montana. I think they're right up there. Yeah. And I know that you're not the first guy to pick them as the number one team in the Big Sky Conference going into this year. The thing that's so funny is I actually I think the Grizz are going to be good this year, but this isn't as if I think the Grizz are going to – like I think that the Grizz think that they are going to just – rule the, the the world but that's also what bobby Houck thinks always that's just what makes bobby Houck who he is but i also was thinking about this last night i put the grizz in ink at number one only because i have so many more question marks about everybody else like can sac state prove it is idaho ready to take another step who's going to be the quarterback in eastern washington you know uh What's Brent Vegan going to do when he doesn't have multiple NFL draft picks on his defense? I just think there's a l- bigger question marks for the other teams in the league outside of Montana. That's perfectly fair. I think that, you know, saying Sacramento State still needs to prove it is a little bit disingenuous and a little bit true. Okay. disrespectful, honestly, of what yep. Sacramento State has done. And I'm not saying I, I, I guess, would have I them up I, there I, either. I guess I should say uh, it's not that they need to prove it. They need to validate it. They, they That's need, right. They need to have... They need to have success. Uh, Well, see, here's the thing. Sac State would have been validated if they would have had any marquee win during their 8-0 year last year. They just haven't played a nationally reputable opponent. I mean, aside from beating the Grizz at Washington Grizzly Stadium, right? Right, totally. Uh, You're right, you're right. They came to Missoula and won. You're right, you're right, you're right. I don't know why it's so easy to to discard Sac State, because I actually am a huge Sac State fan. I mean, one of my great... What do you say? What are my what are my great um, people to talk to in, in this conference? Is Andy Thompson? I've always loved talking to Andy Thompson. I know you've interviewed Coach Thompson a bunch too. He's just such a smart guy, and he has so much to say about football. And he also was appreciative of his roots in Montana, but also has been in Northern Arizona and Sac State. So I, I guess I don't know. It is Sac State, though. It seems like they still do have a little bit of mystery around them. Here's my argument, I guess, for Montana, and I think they're right up there, and it is. Montana, Sac State, and the Montana State Bobcats are sort of a, a, a little bit of a tier of their own ahead of Eastern Washington uh, or Weber or UC Davis or maybe some of those other contenders we're talking I think about. I Weber's going to be right there. I think Weber is the one who's hanging on to the bottom of that top group. I think, I mean, I, I didn't pick against Weber, you know, in each of the last three years because they just shown that they were that team and they took a step back last year. But the schedule they were playing last year was incredible. For, for sure. That's why I like to break down the composite schedules, too, because I do think that sometimes the fans out there, you, you just think, okay, who's good? How do we rank them? But the momentum of a season is a real thing. Like, you can have a very good team that maybe has to – there is sometimes when you have to play the three best teams in the league right out the gates, and you might go 1-2 and two or 0-3, oh and, and one of your good players might get hurt. And all of a sudden then – your season is hanging by a thread, even though you still are the exact team that people thought was going to be good. Like, the way that your season goes has so much to do with it. That's why I think Montana has a real chance. Because what do we know about Bobby Howe? He loves the art of momentum within the scope of a game and within the scope of a season. When you look at 
Montana's schedule, they're non-conference, they don't play, they play three FCS opponents, all three of which they should be favored against. Northwestern State and Missoula, South Dakota State and Missoula, at Indiana State. Okay, so now you're 3-0 going into league play, and then you have you don't play any of those top-tier teams the first three weeks of league play either. And so now all of a sudden, you could very well be 6-0, and and top three or four in the country going into that road trip against Sac State. That's where I think Montana has a little bit of an advantage. But Sac State is going to have an absolute opportunity to prove themselves here. You're right. I have to stop saying that. They were going to have a chance to really make some noise and position themselves as a true lead dog one more time. Because this year, the schedule isn't easy. They have to play multiple of the key contenders in the meat of the season. And if they go 2-1 and one or 3-0 in all those games, now the vice grip is real. Now they really are the, t- the team to beat. Yeah, I think that's that's all absolutely right. Here's here's my argument sort of for Montana among that group of three or four contenders, sort of vis-a-vis Montana State and Sac State. I don't want to, um, you know, dump on Sac State or Montana State, but I think that a lot of their success last year can sort of be explained away by some gimmicky stuff that they were doing. And, you know, talking about Tommy Malott coming in at the end of the year for Montana State, and setting the world on fire, the, the two-quarterback system that they're running at Sac State. Yeah. A lot of talent on both of those teams. I think, you know, some of their success can be explained by just nobody had any idea how to prepare for that, especially at the end of the year with Montana State and Tommy Malott coming in. There's going to be tape on those guys. There's going to be, sure. you know, ways to game plan for those guys. I don't think Montana, I mean, Montana just is what they are. Right. Uh, Sac State and Montana State, you're starting to get the book on them a little bit from what they were last year. And I think yeah, you, they I came think in and took true. people by surprise a little bit last year, not because they were good, but sort of in the way that they were doing it. One of the most fun part, no one is now ESPN Radio, Andrew Houghton, our producer, back in the saddle. Great to have him back. I always love talking all sports, but especially big sky sports, because that's what we've worked most closely on through our collaborations at Skyline Sports. You can go check out SkylineSportsMT.com. We're going to be rolling out our... Um, Montana Football Hall of Fame features this week. Also got some podcast stuff coming for you, uh, coming down the pipe here. The next couple weeks lead up to the Big Sky Conference uh, Media Days in Spokane later on uh, this month. One of the most fun parts about college football is you can put all of these – I mean, we study this stuff. Like, I mean, I'm going to spend hours breaking down this composite schedule and going through my all-conference teams – you know, some people will say that's just so silly. You spend too much time on it. It's just a, it's a way I'm not doing it so that my poll or my votes are perfect. I'm doing it because it's a great entry point to just researching so that I'm just more well versed to talk about this kind of stuff on the show and to, you know, write about it and all that stuff. It saves you time down the road. One of the most fun things is you can you can hash it all out. You can score it all out. Who's the great returners? Who's the who's got the stable coaching staffs? Who's doing new stuff? Who's doing old stuff? People got a book on you. People don't have the book on you. Who's got the elite, elite players? The one thing you can never predict is who's got dudes on their team that you have never heard of. You that, just don't know. That just freak out. Like, a, a part of me thinks that Marcus Knight could just come out and just be the best running back in the country. A, a, a part of me thinks he could be nothing at Montana, but a part of me thinks he could just come out and be the best running back in the country. 
Who knows what Josh Davis has in store for his final year at Weber State? Who, what about Alonzo Gilliam sneakily entering the transfer portal and coming back to UC Davis? But those are the proven guys. There's also guys on these rosters. Like, I guarantee you Weber State has an all-conference caliber defensive lineman that we've not heard of yet. I know what they do. I'm sure that Eastern Washington has a uh, slightly, if not negligibly, talked about wide receiver. That's just ready to go. That's going to, you know... That's what we don't know, That's and that's the, the part that makes this so fun. Yeah, that's a lot of the beauty of it, and, you know, I mean, it's the same thing as, as Tommy Malott. I mean, he was playing in the national championship game a year ago. I mean, if you talk to people before that season, how many people would have known who he was? I mean, we did because we, in we came in those rosters. Boy, and in Montana, you know, just because you know, you're always going to get a little extra pub when you're from Butte. Yeah, you know, Butte tells their stories so well. There's like a romanticism attached to Butte. People love Butte stories. Butte loves Butte kids. He's the Gatorade Player of the Year. Special situation yeah, for I sure. Mean, I mean, they hosted the state championship game when he was a senior, and they lost famously. And so, but people kind of knew about him then. But but you're right. I mean, but there are guys like that on Sac State's roster potentially for sure that we don't know about. See, my biggest question, like I think that all the top teams in the league have defined question marks. I just think that the variability of those question marks are so varied. I, I do. I think that there's a huge range of them. I, I got a question for you, and maybe you don't know anything about this. And I, it's actually a two-prod question. But first of all, what do you think of UC Davis? Because at this point, they've made the playoffs two out of the last three years, and they've had winning records three years in a row. Yet they've sort of been off the radar of the Montana schools the last couple of years. So we haven't really got – they've quietly been consistently pretty good. Well, I thought that they were probably going to be one of my answers for one of the questions that we were setting up, which which team has the most pressure on them this year? Yeah, okay. Uh, so I did this segment last week, and here, I'll, I'll give you my tiers quickly, and you can just tell me if you agree or not. I said the schools with no pressure are Idaho and Idaho State and Northern Colorado. No, that's not true. I said Idaho, Idaho State, and uh, Portland State, because Bruce Barnes is playing with house money. Then I had a little bit of pressure category uh, with um, – Northern Arizona, um, Northern Colorado, because of the drama with Ed McCaffrey. But then I had UC Davis, Sac State, and Eastern, certainly in the certainly pressure category. And then I said the top pressure in the league, uh, Montana, Montana State. But what, I, I think you made me think there's a little more pressure on UC Davis than I do. Why? Well, I think partially because some of the off-the-field stuff that we've been talking about, I think you identified really well that that's one of the teams in the Big Sky when we're talking about candidates to move up, potentially, right. that is set up really, really well. It's a really and, good point. I did not th- This news had not come down the pipe when I was ranking these. You're right. UC Davis has way more pressure this year because of all of the factors that go into why they might be actually the team that the Mountain West was going after if there's more movement. That's right. And I think they're set up well to move up even if they don't show the success on the field, but it becomes a lot easier for the Mountain West or a reconstituted, you know, even Pac-12 or best of the West. You just got to be in the playoffs. Like if you're a playoff team, if you can say, hey, we made the playoffs three all four years ago, right. we won the Big Sky one year you know that's that's good enough i think especially with the coach that you have with the national recognition dan hawkins has got and the potential to raise money i think that's a good point i think they're angling that way too so that's something that you want to see from that program it's it's an interesting one uc davis is is very compelling this is a continued discussion that's going to take up a ton of airtime over the next coming days and weeks but i want to stay on time i've been really trying to show off to our main man tommy so we are going to 
get out real quick, come back, and have a whole lot of laughs. Hour one in the books. Hour two gets kicked off with a two-part chick who doesn't know sports. Keep it right here. It's 1029 ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.